One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's the Luke and Pete Show. I am Mayor Peter Jedge, uh, and uh, I'm joined by town crier Luki Moore. We're um, administering our town the best we can. You haven't called me that for a while. No. Shout out to our sponsors. We are recording this live from the Pizza Express in Woking. <laughs> um, so if you hear a bit of clinking of cutlery in the background. Second show you've mentioned this. I'm obsessed by it. Yeah. I, um, there's a part of me that goes, uh, at the end of the day, someone's been molested. But, <laughs> so mm. everyone uh, having a big old yuck-yuck about it is a bit distasteful. But um, there's nothing funnier than a man doing a full-on Brent slash Gareth from The Office mm. <laughs> saying that he can't sweat because he's he was under fire and then it came out that he was never under fire and all this wonderful stuff. I like to think it was prefaced by um, him in whatever kind of office he's got mm. surrounded by PR people going right fuck it I'm just doing it myself yeah see you later we'll do it live I'll yeah. sort this out and he's made it worse yeah, yeah, of, co- of course the thought should be with the victims uh, and and absolutely it almost goes without saying it certainly went without saying by Prince Andrew by the way because he didn't mention any of the victims <laughs> at any point he made it all about himself <laughs> but is it not I thought you'd be fascinated by this because it's an example in in neon lighting out there for everyone to see of what class and privilege does in our society. And mm. I thought Emily Matis was brilliant. She's one of the best interviewers I've ever seen. She's done so many good interviews like that where she just skewers people. Um, it was also, by the way, and I don't mean this to sound distasteful, and I am talking to a man who, well, look, we know some of the things you came out with last Thursday in somewhat of a fruity I, mood. I was loose. You were in a fruity mood. I was you? loose. And it happens. People who listen to this show regularly yeah. will know. Fruit and they bite. can have their comment on the, on the fruitiness of your mood by emailing us at hello at lukeandpeatshow.com. I can indeed. But <laughs> I don't mean this in a distasteful way, but isn't it interesting now how everything is an extension of the entertainment industry? Everything. What do you mean as in... Well, we, just, we just live in a society now, whether it's covered in a newspaper or an online website or a video or on a podcast or whatever. Everything, anything and everything can be an extension of the entertainment industry if there are people out there who find it interesting enough. And this is an example of that. As in, what, that he's just, he was interviewed like a real, yeah. what, this is a reality TV, effectively. Yeah. It was right, a news okay. interview, ostensibly. Yeah. But ultimately, it's, I mean, what, because I'll tell you why I think this, because 25 years ago, he never would have done this interview. Mm. He just wouldn't have done it. The, yeah. the, the access to, to power in that way would have been so far distant, it just never would have happened. <clears throat> and so it's it's just unbelievable. When I first saw it, it's one of the things first things in ages where I've gone, fucking hell. What's he doing? <laughs> I would I wonder the last time he's been interviewed. 
He's I could, probably, I could he find an interview yeah, with him before that because he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he probably never needed to. Well, the royal family. What do they say? What is the, what's the Queen's motto? Apparently, off the record, the Queen's motto is "Never complain, never explain." Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Not for <laughs> Prince Andrew. Apparently, not for Prince Andrew. Yeah, he complain yeah. unexplained. I will complain, and they'll do a little <laughs> bit of explaining, but not that much. <laughs> By the it's way, inc- incredible. Course. Have you had the Diavolo? It's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, as mentioned in the ramble, I'm kind of worried that people might um, conflate my. Um, my own removal of my sweat glands to never sweat as some kind of admission of guilt. Yeah, I did so, it for honest reasons. I did it because I can't afford a new shirt every day like Prince Andrew can. No, and you've been under a lot of fire in your in your job as frontline radio frontline radio guy, mate. The Killers, Kings of Leon, mm. a lot of big singing about some big issues that I've mm. got to get my head round. Mm. Being in love, not being in love, <laughs> falling out of love. Do you get nervous before doing those kind of interviews? Not Prince Andrew ones, the ones with the band. <laughs> oh, the what? Ones, the ones uh, with the bands and stuff. Um, I get nervous if the camera person has built up more of a rapport with the interviewee than I have. Ah, oh, I see what you mean. I hate see, that. Yeah. I really, uh, when, when, when the camera person or the producer gets all chatty, it's probably usually because I'm late, uh, gets chatty yeah. with, the, with the person and they build up a bit of rapport and then I feel like it's a bit of an imposition for them to talk to me. Yeah, I see uh, what you mean. So if you are a budding camera person or producer, um, let the host build up some kind of rapport before sticking your, sticking your opinions in. Because you might be excited, mm. but it actually makes the interview uh, a little worse in my opinion. And that is me having a complaint. <laughs> but I will never explain. When you do them as well, you have to generally, not always, but a lot of the time you'll do them with more than one person. So it's almost as a power dynamic there. Massively. And also, yeah. Yeah, they're frequently, uh, if there's a four-piece... They'll gift. They'll be gifted with a maximum of three uh, microphones, so there'll right. always be one person left off. Yeah. It's like that interview that we did in Toronto with that um, Italian, oh yes, football focused TV show presented by a Colombian, pre- presented by a Colombian, yeah, yeah. on telly, on, on telly in Toronto. And we have been at tour for so long. <laughs> it, that, that situation felt like it had been expressly designed to confuse us. <laughs> So hang on a sec, you're in Canada, interviewing (laughs) in English about Italian football with a Colombian. Who was an ex-Miss Canada, if that makes sense. It's just, it's all over the place, isn't it? When does Celine Dion get involved? That's all I know. (laughs) And then they gave us three little um, chaps, uh, little um, cardboard uh, cardboard men. Oh no, sorry, yeah, yeah. Three little cardboard men. But I didn't have a microphone, I recall, so I had to really project into Marx's throat. Which I've, I'm off, often doing anyway, to yeah. be honest. It's just a nice thing to it's do a nice if, you, thing if to you're do. upset. It's got a lovely throat. Uh, um, yeah, quite. So <clears> when <throat> I when I do the interviews for like Ramble Meets and stuff, mm. I do think sometimes, oh God, it'd be so much easier if I had like 15 minutes to chat to this person beforehand. But yeah, normally time yeah. is like tight. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so it can be difficult. Especially but... on location. What was your last on location one? Is that the NFL uh, one? Or yeah, was Jason that, yeah? and Osi in, in, mm. uh, over at NFL headquarters in town. Yeah. And also they're, dog. they're very charismatic guys and mm. there's two of them and only one of me and... I don't know anything about NFL. Really. If anything broke out, <laughs> you'd have to fight them. Oh man, I'd have been pounded into dust in like fifteen <laughs> seconds. With only Sam, the cameraman, to, to back me up, he'd have been gone. You wouldn't have seen him for dust. No, he'd been gone. But anyway, what's been going on, Pete? How's your weekend? Are oh, you right. in Helsinki? I was you in not? Helsinki. How was um, it? It was uh, lovely, chilly. Everyone um, was um, very uh, enamoured by the weather. <laughs> Everyone was like, "It's so cold! It's so cold!" I'm like. Guys, I've been to Milwaukee recently. I'm fine with this. Chicago was cold as well. Chicago was chilly as well. Um, yeah, it was It was good. A lovely part of the world and everyone was bloody lovely. And but again, another place where people were kind of confused that why, we were, why we'd visited. But um, beautiful little Airbnb. Had its own sauna, would you believe? 
Apparently there's four million saunas in, in Finland. Love it. Love a sauna. Uh, they also had little, little um, kind of hot tubs on the on the base so you could jump into the water. Right. Which would have been about minus 15 or something. Uh, and then you could get into a hot tub immediately if you fancied it. But uh, I, I, I didn't get the chance to do that. But I did go to like a, an old military um, kind of offshore fort. Very, it reminded me of right. Isle of Wight a little bit. <laughs> reminded me of going to the Isle of Wight. You could go to a little island. Tell us a bit about where that. Where there was a, a barracks. There was an army barracks. So you'd be walking around the deserted, freezing, fog-filled uh, um, island with a little fort on there. And then suddenly you'd turn around the corner and there'd just be these four um, camouflaged men with big guns. And you're like, ooh, this is really scary. Wow. So I don't even know why they bother um, having it as a tourist destination, but they were just constantly letting off artillery. <laughs> Is it a tourist hotspot? Is it? Yeah, well, there were enough people there to uh, to to to, to warrant. But you could just walk around, and, and it was just a military installation. How did the um, indie bar rank along the other indie bars in Europe? Uh, we couldn't find one. Could no find one. Just all death just metal got, bands. Just all. It was all just a lot of metal bars. Just a lot yeah. of metal bars, which is fine. But um, it was a lot of craft ale. You know my feelings on that. Yeah. Um, unless we've got a sponsor. I mean, you drink it. <laughs> well, that's mean I drink it. I got given one that had a licorice like this, uh, a licorice kind of taste to it. Um, so it was very, to offset the heavy kind of molasses licorice taste, they offset it with a really fruity, aggressive, almost like battery acid kind of cidery flavour to the actual uh, IPA. Mm. Um, yeah, it wasn't nice. Um, I remember <laughs> the when the taste was pleasant. Being, I think walking down a corridor backstage at Sheffield when we did a live ramble show and overhearing right. you saying to long-suffering tour manager Reese, um, mm. to be honest, mate, I just want a really fizzy lager. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, your, that's your thing, isn't it? My fizzy lager is my fizzy lager of choice is Stella. Our other tour manager, Emily, in America, she was banging to the Stella, but she didn't really know the history and the. It's a little lowbrow in 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 Britain, isn't it? It's a bit. Um, yeah, it's a wife beater, isn't it? It's called well, wife beater. That's 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 it's, that's it's disappointing. Just, it's a continental strength. Well, that's what they call it. Isn't yeah, it? but that's a, that's a that's a t- that's a term for it that should be consigned to the dustbin of history, really, isn't it? No, you can't go around calling. You can't go around using the phrase wife beater. Well, no, but that's what they call it. Who's I'm they not, I'm not, You're not saying, can I have a, can I have a glass of white beer? Because I've got certain interests that need to be satisfied when I get home. No one's, no one asks for a glass of anything in this country. A glass? <laughs> May I have a, one beer, please? I can't get with Stella anyway. I find the taste of it not very, not very pleasing. It's a nice fizzy lager. Give him a fizzy lager. That's all mm. he wants. But it, it just makes me think that what before continental strength lager blocks wouldn't it would would you know it would have to find other excuses uh, to 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 do the evil they do. I can't figure it out. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably true. Because we're supposed to be like a, a nation of beer drinkers, and then suddenly like a five percent one comes, and then it sends everyone loopy. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Loopy juice. Yeah. What's the earliest in the day you would tolerate a fizzy lager? I don't. I don't generally drink during the day. So yeah, six o'clock. Really? I don't. I never drunk. I I've never seen drink you drink a glass of red wine very early. All right. Well, that's a glass of red wine. When when have you seen me drink a I glass think of red wine? Lisbon. You had a glass of wine about eleven in the morning. We were having meat. Oh, that's that's the caveat. We're having meat. Uh, I mean, that, that to be fair, I could count on my hand, seriously, in the last five years, count on one hand how many times I've drank during the day. It's just not a thing I do. Speaking of uh, drinking during the day, um, did you see this story in The Guardian uh, a couple of weeks ago? Um, a politician in Ireland told a story about when he was in a pub in 1991 mm. uh, in County Kerry and Tom Cruise was in there. Right. Because Tom Cruise was filming the, the movie Far and Away. With I think I think it's got Nicole Kidman in it as well. Right, I forget who the director was. Um, but anyway, I remember watching that film on a plane once, very 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 long time ago. Um, and um, anyway, so he's Tom Cruise is in this pub in 
the middle of nowhere, I presume. And um, he and his co-star uh, co- co- Nicole Kidman were sat in the corner of this pub having um, a drink. And Tom Cruise walked over, reached over the bar, and as he reached over the bar, a local, mm-hmm. I, really, I probably I didn't know or care who he was, <laughs> grabbed him and had a bit of a scuffle with him. And right. Apparently almost broke Tom Cruise's arm in the middle of the production. <laughs> and what happened was, Tom Cruise was leaning over to get some more ice for his Diet Coke, Yeah, but the local thought he was trying to steal the barman's fags. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I've got a lot of time with there that. There was a yeah. man sitting, this is the quote from the story, there was a man sitting down the end of the counter called Gertha Manny, um, and he was an elderly man, had his stick up on the counter, and was sipping away at a little glass of Guinness. Um, when he was gone, the barman this was, the yank, the yank, this is his words, not mine, the yank leaned behind the counter and dipped his hand uh, behind. Gertha jumped off his stool, Grabbed his stick and drew a belt at your man's hand. <laughs> Absolutely cracked his hand. We missed him apparently. Hit the bar instead. He should not have had his hand behind the bar. Was Par- well, wait until Tom- someone ter- serves. Wait until someone serves you the bloody ice. You don't have to take it yourself. Tom Cruise said, "My goodness, I was just leaning in to get a bit more ice." And Ger the man, he said, "You bastard! You were trying to steal Matt's fags." Look, amazing. He's <laughs> he's been accused of worse. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, he certainly has. But I mean, I wonder if that's the that's the incident that turned Tom Cruise to Scientology. Maybe he needs just needed finances in the world. The Scientology thing is really interesting <laughs> because I just remembered <laughs> where was I walking the other day? I was walking back from somewhere, and I was walked past a big stone building, and it said on the side of a church of Scientology, and they had all this posters up saying "Come and find the meaning of life," whatever it is mm. they say. And as I walked past the uh, the automatic sort of sliding doors for the entrance. Mm. I looked down the um, a few steps to a to a, a reception desk, Aye. and the woman behind the reception desk was exactly as you would picture a Scientologist, like um, kind of far away look in her eye, yeah. painted on smile, looked mm. looked a bit robotic, mm. and it, it was actually quite frightening. <laughs> well, whenever you you can't because I'm a big um, uh, PC computer uh, component guy. You he, have mentioned it. I have mentioned it. On more than one occasion, if I'm for my thermal grease up uh, Tottenham Court Road, obviously their big um, their big home is Tottenham Court Road, so it's kind of hard to it's hard to um, avoid them. Quite frankly, I can see you getting roped in though. You're the <laughs> you kind of guy that would be roped in because you wouldn't want to be implied. Yeah, that's a, I, you know. I do, there has been situations in my life that I'd, if I was just a little less polite, I would just get a lot more done, and I would just you know just not upset people. So you never normally that flight that plot to me, mate. No, well I know you, so it's fine. You never I'm, stick up I'm, for I'm, me. <laughs> never stick up. You for literally me. never stick up for me. Like uh-huh. you always take the other person's side. I've noticed it. <laughs> cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So the first step is to find the right position for you. Put your hands down and lower your chest to the ground. Just do that and pretend that you're holding pooping and it should sound... A lot like this. <laughs> the payoffs always good. Payoffs are always good. When you hit that, I think gift. car's old, and then I listen to it at the end. Oh, and I, think, yeah, I love it. And mm. uh, listen, uh, hello at LukeandPeteShow dot com to get your emails in because we've got a couple of weeks away, and I'm actually going away uh, next week as well. So we might do a show where I'm in the US and Pete's here. Um, but um, the reason we're 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 catching up on emails is because we did two shows from New York City. Last week. Mm. So we are working our way through. Don't be disheartened if yours isn't read out. It might be that we're just waiting to catch up on it. It might be that it's terrible. Yeah. And it's not made the cut. Correct. Have we spoken about the um, an honest person who found the bits and bobs in mum and dad's um, bedroom drawer? Did we speak about that last week? Don't think so. Can't remember. Uh, after listening to your show since the start, I was delighted that after hearing the uh, funny sausage story on your last show about the small child finding his mum's dildo, I, I finally had something to email in about at 16 uh, and being left in the house by my family for a week. It was obviously inevitable that I would throw a house party or two. At each one of these parties, some of the girls uh, decided it would be fun to pierce their ears. Of course. Looking for a needle, uh, they went into my parents' bedrooms. I knew my mum would have a sewing kit somewhere. What they found was not a sewing kit. Many dildos, a strap-on and a gimp mask were quickly all being thrown around my house. Wow. Everyone apart from me was in hysterics. Strap-on fine, dildos fine. The gimp mask interests me. Disappointed. You could be disappointed with that. Because I never understand about gimp masks. Because, like, are are you kind of covering your identity? (laughs) Or are you... This is the most unsuccessful bluff you've ever done. What do you mean? Oh, I I never really knew about what this is. I don't know, to be honest, but I thought no. you would know. No, I think you are... Um, no, I think if you are in a long-term relationship and you want to, you know, spice it up with the gimp mask, presumably part of the charm of the gimp mask is you don't know who's under the gimp mask. But you know... Oh, I see what you mean. You know your your, your loved one isn't there. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know what, if, if you are in a situation... Because no one really likes to think about their parents getting involved in that kind of stuff. It's just a natural thing, right? And I think that if you had that sprung on you or you discovered that, mm. I'd quite like to be given some space to process that. Right. The very idea that you're going to get it rumbled by your a load of your friends in a party situation, to me, is just is quite horrific. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of public, isn't it? It's very public. Because what are you going to do? What's your play there? Are you going to pretend you know about it all along? Are you going to... Oh, yeah, we're a sex family. Yeah, what are you going mm. to do? It's, it's very, very difficult in that situation. It's the last thing you need. And <laughs> I, I, to be honest, as well... If you're out there and you're a parent and you're listening and you've got teenage kids, mm. don't go on holiday and leave them alone with no. a load of stuff you don't want them to find easily findable. It's you're mad. tired, you want to go on holiday though, you don't like, I, I don't, I sort of think about my house, I think, is there anything? Well, there isn't anything because I don't really, 
it's all on my computers and that's all passworded. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing like nowadays. Do anybody does anybody need But if you drop down dead tomorrow right. and people have to clean out your house yeah. and all the rest of it, would you be fine with what they were fighting? Say so yeah. your mum has to go and you clean your house. You could go on my computer though, there's not there's just nothing there. Nobody downloads pornography anymore, it's fine. Right. They're streamers. Yeah, exactly. You're not incognito mode for that so, reason. So you'd be fine with yeah. whatever they found, yeah. They'd be disappointed with how you lived. Yeah, they'd, they'd definitely be disappointed with the state of the house. But um, yeah, other than that. <laughs> Yeah. But um, the an- anonymous email I'll just go on to say the only thing, uh, the only good thing to come from the discovery that I used it as leverage when my parents wouldn't let me have a house party on my seventeenth, and I told my mum I'd tell my two younger brothers what was in the bottom drawer if they couldn't have a party. That is <sighs> brinkmanship. That, look, a little part of your mum would have died there. It's one of the darkest family conversations yeah. I've ever heard of. It was the best birthday party I've ever had. Cheers, mum and dad. Is this from Neil from the Inbetweeners? <laughs> I don't know, man. Amazing scene. Oh, That's dear. incredible. Fantastic. All right, well, let's change pace then and get away mm. from uh, discovering horrific things that parents have done or, or left behind. Um, this is something I wanted to follow up on from a couple of weeks ago, and it's about driving with the interior light on in your car. Oh, yeah. Um, it's from Sean in Whitley Bay, and he says, oh, Hi, guys, long-time listener, second-time emailer. This first email I sent didn't get read out, but in your defense, it was pretty tedious. Um, To be honest, Sean, this one's quite tedious as well, but um, I've given it a bash. Just dropping you a line to let you know that driving with your interior light on does indeed get you pulled over. It happened to me around 20 years ago when I was 18 and had only recently passed my test. I had an old car that quickly became my pride and joy, even though it was a 1992 Fiat Panda. Anyway, one that I was dropping a mate off when he dropped something under the passenger seat. He put the light on to try and find what he had dropped, and he then got out of the car, leaving the light on. Not long after I set off for home, I saw the flashing blue lights behind me. I couldn't possibly have done anything wrong, so thinking the cops were heading off to an emergency with real bad guys involved, I pulled over to let them pass. To my horror, they pulled in behind me. They were very stern and explained that driving with the interior light on arouses suspicion as it makes it look like the driver is in a stolen car and looking for things to steal before abandoning it and setting it on fire or whatever it is. Fortunately for me, I'm not... Yeah, well, this is what he says. Fortunately for me, I'm not one of them naughty boys and this checked out when they took my details. I was allowed to carry on my way after switching off my interior light. The rest of my journey home passed without incident and as it turned out, with much better visibility. The glare thing you mentioned is also true and probably why putting that little light on Encourage parents to tell you the truth. It does make you more likely to be pulled over, though. Maybe the threat of police involvement is more likely to hit home with kids than the standard in-car parental bollocking. Sean from Whitley Bay, he says, I was at the Ramble Live in Newcastle as well. Great show. Is Pete okay after his dance? It looked like he might have done himself a mischief. Mm. Oh, well, I did it a lot of times, that little dance. So, uh, yeah. Um, the interior. take a bump. So this, this is an interesting email to me for a couple of reasons. One, the interior light thing, as we said. I always thought it was just dangerous because you couldn't see as much, as much outside. Um, Sean's kind of covered that in his email. But what it also smacks to me of is another example of something that I used to experience along with all my friends in the town I grew up in, which is quite small. The police there are just shits. They've got nothing to do. They see a teenager in a car, they're going to pull him over. One of my friends right. got pulled out. One of my friends, this is, right. this is how bad and how petty the police were in my local town as a kid, mm. right? One of my friends, he was a bit of a shit, but he was like never a bad guy. He never like mm. a criminal record or anything. He liked to, he had a nice car that he'd bought himself and he liked to show off a bit because he was a teenager and he had a girlfriend and all the rest of it. And there was this police officer who used to badger him all the time. Literally every time he went out in his car, the police, police officer would pull him over. Mm. Shall I use his name? The police officer? Um, let's, first name. <laughs> I don't know his first name. Oh, officer Anonymous. Yeah, okay. PC Anonymous. Listen to this, right? He had it in for my mate to such an extent 
that on Christmas Day, he went up to the house. Yeah. My mate was in with his family mm. and his car was parked outside because he was visiting his family. The police officer in question saw his car in the driveway, went up to the house, mm. knocked on the door, asked to see him, pulled him out, checked every tread to tire tread in his car on Christmas Day mm. and wrote him up and gave him a ticket because one of them wasn't had enough tread in it and said... Wow. That's how bad it was in the town I grew up in. I can't think of a, a worse police victimisation story in the world. And they say nurses have it tough, too. <laughs> and they say young black men have it tough in America. I still think that's quite bad. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't logically explain away everything by saying other things are worse. Well, there's yeah. no conversation possible to have, is there? But I'm just saying, in the words of in the in the sphere of uh, police over eagerness, let's call it. Mm. Um, yeah, the, I just, the, I'm not the Portsmouth that, cops. I'm not suggesting. I'm not saying it's the mean streets. Of... No, he's not. He's not been institutionalised ever since. I mean, he didn't go to jail or anything, but it's still petty. I'm yeah, talking about no, the pettiness petty. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, imagine, imagine being that police officer <laughs> well, on Christmas clear, Day. He's clearly annoyed. He has to work Christmas exactly, Day. Exactly. He's hurting, though, isn't he? Hurting inside. You, what you need to do is just go. Look, are you what? Is everything all right? Because this isn't normal behaviour. Policeman yeah. Anonymous. Have you? Um, I can't believe it's taken me this amount of episodes to ask you this, but have you ever been in trouble with the police? Mm, no, don't think so. What's no. the nearest? What's the nearest flirt you've had with it? Um, as a scout group, we were taken around the police, um, the police station in Hartlepool, and they we, they showed us the safe where they keep the guns. That was about it. That's what was it, interesting. Really. Say again. What was in there? Yeah, they didn't open it. They just said they just said what do, we, what do we what do we keep in, what do we keep in the safe, guys? And we were like money, and they were like it's actually guns. I was like, oh, just try to show off. off. And then when we were in the car park, I remember him going, right, you've got to be very quiet right now because we were being quite boisterous because we were all excited because we put police helmets on and got given a baton. (laughs) How old were you? Um, Probably about nine. I think Um, I speak on behalf of everyone listening to saying, I'd love to have seen you at nine with a police baton. As a cop. And a hat on, yeah. (laughs) Kid cop. Um, I remember being in the uh, car park and the bloke was going, uh, yeah, you've got to be very quiet because see out there, some very sensitive microphones pointing this way. Uh, in the police car park. So it's very important to record everything that happens in the police car park. Very sensitive microphones. I'm like, bollocks is that? You just want us to be quiet. Even then you knew you were microphones. Little, little liar. Little police liar. Is that when you fell in love with the recorded word? <laughs> the recorded word, yeah. Is that when you thought, I am going to do a career based on microphones from yeah, that day on, onwards? on highly directional um, remote microphones technology. That's what I needed. But you honestly never got busted for like juvenile drinking or having a little... Having a little Biffed no, up. I mean, I think the uh, Cleveland police, um, even now, are not um, uh, lauded as being the best or the most attentive, let's say. So. Right. Um, so you've got whatever you want. It's like the Wild West, was it? Yeah, although the ones up in Durham are very good, apparently. So, really? Uh, I didn't know poster, you had knowledge about this They're the poster thing. boys for... I've been watching a lot of Hartlepool TV, which is a very right-leaning uh, television um, uh, little station. Is there like a local Hartlepool TV station? It's, it's a Facebook TV uh, situation. And... Um, when I think Farage came up to do a, I'm going to say, um, be a hall kind of show at the uh, <laughs> at the Grand Hotel, um, he, they couldn't even get an interview with him. They had to go, they had to settle for some Brexit era who's running well, in. Well attended, was it? It's a set, there was a probably was well attended. Yeah, 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 it was, it was, yeah well attended. Yeah, um, so yeah, you, quite a nice building, the Grand Hotel, but it, yeah. It Faded seaside be, glamour, is it? Yeah, it really is. Did it ever? So you never. It was like the Wild West up in Hartlepool. You never got sort of attentive okay. police on your case. Not really. Like that. no. That's really no. because we're on yeah, from it. No. It was massively like that. Yeah, more of a city though, and and you have pirates down there probably. No, because we. I live. I grew up um, 
for a large part of my teenage years in Leon Sodom, which is like a seaside village, which mm. is part of Gosport, the wider town. Pirates, mate. Yeah. Smugglers. That's my, my, if you don't know, if you don't see any pirates around, is it, is it that you are, you the, are pirate? the pirate? Yeah. yeah. And by the way, when we did that show walking around New York, I got a few tweets from people saying, um, "Really enjoyed that. Please do more of those. If nothing else, it really highlighted Pete's asthma." Yeah. Well, when it's well, when it's cold, asthmatics find it a little bit different, uh, difficult. So, and also, I was on tour. Probably wasn't looking after myself that well. So, I'd like to um, take those people and tell them to fuck off. All right. <laughs> I was actually right. a little bit early on in the show. I was sort of like that, and I was like, oh, maybe I'm a little bit. Um, maybe asthma is getting worse. I haven't seen you use your uh, puffer for a while. <laughs> a little puffer, a little puffer, a little Jimmy puffer. All right, let's um, let's get out of here, Pete Donaldson. All right, that yeah. was uh, episode one nine nine point seven one. Doesn't matter. To get in touch, hello at lukeandpeteshow dot com. That's the quick update on what we've been up to. I mm. uh, hope you have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you on Thursday. All right, baby. Stakhanov Production.